Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors' heartbreaking 105-104 loss to the San Antonio Spurs, and DeMar finally got his revenge game in Toronto. You could, and I, I'd argue this is his first real big win against the Raptors, because they ended up blowing us out in our first ever, you know, his first ever matchup in San Antonio last season, but I'd argue that's more of Popovich's revenge against uh, Kawhi Leonard, because they just kept clamping him, and DeMar didn't have a big night last year, obviously. Obviously, then the Raptors got their revenge on that first game when Kawhi stole the ball on DeMar, and everyone remembers that play. But tonight, it w didn't look so hot for DeMar after the first half, but that second half from DeMar DeRozan, that was filthy. He came out, put the team on their shoulders, and really, really got the win for the San Antonio Spurs. So we're going to dive straight into it. Tonight, the Toronto Raptors had uh, Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell return from injury. We've said on the, the past few pods, knowing that these guys would come back soon, you can't expect the most consistent play from guys coming back from injury. But one player did play, one of those players returning from injury played really well in his return. Norman Powell, 20 points, 8 of 14 from the field. Yeah, he had a really solid night, hit a lot of clutch threes, and he, he didn't force his game. Norman Powell just sliding right back into the groove that he went down with injury with, so shout out to Norman Powell. But the person I can see a lot of people really bagging on after this uh, this game is Pascal Siakam. He had 15 points tonight, 4 assists, 5 rebounds, and after a blistering start, most of his points really came in the first 4 minutes of the game, it felt like. He was hitting transition threes, or he hit one and was attacking the rim. He looked like the the all superstar Pascal Siakam we ex we've been seeing the whole season before he went down with injury. But after after that stretch, Nick Nurse subbed him out. Nick Nurse tried to keep the guys on limited minutes. Siakam only had 30 minutes. Norman Powell only had 31 tonight. Those guys probably be up in the 40s if it was prior to their injuries, but. After that long sit that he had at, in the first half, he just really didn't have any game left in him. He he was missing shots. He was not looking to be as aggressive as you'd usually see Pascal Siakam be after he missed a few of those shots. He still took 17, which is, you know, around the number, probably a little bit lower than he's used to. But it, Siakam just didn't look comfortable after that first stretch. And you can't blame Pascal Siakam. The, the We've had so many injuries this season. And Whenever a player comes back, they always seem to struggle for a game, with the exception of Norm Powell tonight, but we'll see how he does in the coming games. But when a player misses an extended stretch, it usually takes a couple games to get the rhythm back, and tonight, Pascal Siakam really suffered from that, in the specifically the second half. So I'm not going to overreact to some of his blunders, especially late in this game. He'll be fine in a couple games. I'm not going to come out here and say, oh, we're better with him injured or some wild take like that. In fact, the Toronto Raptors offense looked a lot more normal tonight. And Siakam got a lot of shots he usually makes as well, especially down the stretch. And we'll talk about those in the segments. But the the Raptors looked back to normal and we were up for a lot of this game. The defense kind of chilled the, the Toronto Raptors also ran some lineups. Nick Nurse has been trying to... A lot of people have played well since Siakam and Norm has gone out. And Nurse Nurse went 11 deep tonight, tried to give a few minutes. Even Brissett got a, got a couple minutes there. But we're, we're going to have to adjust those rotations going forward. Because Mac Th Thomas is back in the mix as well now. McCaw, TD, Brissett, uh, Boucher, Rondé, they're all looking for minutes off the bench. And... Specifically in the early fourth quarter and a third, that's when the, the Spurs really started taking advantage of some of the weird lineups we were running, just to make sure everyone, a lot of players have earned minutes, and Nurse was trying to reward that, but he'll probably have to tighten up the rotations or make them make a little bit more sense when we go forward playing. We have OKC on Wednesday. 
But that's that's really it, all I wanted to say about the guys coming back from injury. Not overreacting to Norm's huge game, but that's the way level he was at before. And not going to dog on Siakam too much. Well, we'll talk about more him more in the segments. Uh, Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry played remarkable tonight as well. Uh, uh, Serge Ibaka with 21 points, 14 rebounds. Lowry with 16 points and 15 assists. The, when Larry wasn't on the court, the offense just looked really weird. It was it was really not a good look. Uh, TD and Patrick McCaw didn't really didn't have the best nights tonight, so there wasn't any other guys creating, doing things on the court that led to buckets for the Toronto Raptors, led to some big scoring droughts. So, and that's what our offense. That's been the story of the Toronto Raptors since these injuries have happened. If Kyle Lowry isn't creating something for other people, it's usually a mess. That's what it's been. And Siakam tonight didn't have that takeover factor outside of the first five six minutes. And the the Spurs defense actually was really strong at the end of this game. They ran this two three zone that really got the Raptors out of their gro- groove. And ever since Nick Nurse implemented that box one, running weird zones in the conference finals, the semifinals, it seems like the teams in the NBA have been running a lot more zone this season. So Nick Nurse might be setting trends across the league. And you know it's a you're a trendsetter when Greg Popovich starts running it. And obviously Greg Popovich is a legendary coach. But it was interesting to see the Spurs run run that zone at the end of this one. But yeah, Lowry Ibaka were were really strong tonight. And OG Anobi, I'm gonna give him credit. He played pretty well tonight as well. Not a huge box score game, eight points, uh, three rebounds, two assists. Again, OG's games you don't really determine them on the box score. He played really amazing defense on Demar Derozan. In the second half, it seemed like he just didn't get that many minutes. Nick Nurse threw him in with four minutes to go. And you know when Demar Derozan's hot going, he's pretty tough to stop. And his new passing ability too, it's a huge asset for the Spurs now. And we just threw OG Ananobi in too, too late. So the, the starters, that's the tale of this game. The starters played really well. The Spurs got on a roll against our bench unit, and then we went into a scoring drought, and it was just a complete mess in that fourth quarter. But, yeah, now we got to talk about the bench a little bit. More negatives to, to speak of on that tonight. I guess one positive, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had a solid game, 9 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, a quality Rondé game. His, his th- field goal percentage is never that nice because he just hurls up a bunch of shots underneath the rim, but usually gets the offensive rebound on those and tips it in at some point. I, I was happy with Rondé's performance, but the rest of the bench, uh, it, it wasn't that nice tonight. Uh, Matt Thomas had a couple threes too, which was okay. He, I, I'd like to see him maybe make one or two more shots if he's getting 16 minutes. But yeah, Boucher... He had seven points, a couple steals, a block, but missed a lot of open threes. The offense looked a bit stagnant when he was on the court, and obviously something that's going to be the OGs tonight. We're going to leave that for later. But uh, the the players that really struggled and probably are going to get bagged on the most outside of Siakam, obviously because Siakam's our main guy, TD, zero points again tonight after a monstrous performance against the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not going to bag on TD again, like like Siakam, too much, because they were taking the right shots. TD was taking smart shots. They just weren't going down, unfortunately. You know when anyone that's played basketball, you get a couple open looks early in the game, and then you, you have to shoot them if you're a shooter, you're a scoring guy. And TD took those shots. They just didn't go in. And then after that point, it looked like he was hesitant. He, he was always thinking, not hesitant, because TD never hesitates on his jumpers, but he was thinking, oh, should I drive here? Would it be a smart move? Because... He, TD's a guy that doesn't want to outstretch his bounds, but he wants to be aggressive, wants to be a shooter. He knows he has the green light for the Toronto Raptors and just looked uncomfortable after he missed those first couple shots and didn't make the, the threes he usually knocks down and had a couple turnovers as well. I'm sure he'll bounce back from this one, but the the player I'm going to bag on the most, the guy that, that's been, it was tough to watch tonight, 
Patrick McCaw. He's looked good at times since Siakam and Norm have gone down, but my goodness, when he's bad, he is bad. And Nurse just lets him run, 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 lets him play through everything, and I guess it makes sense because he's a solid defender, but he's just a non-threat when he's not being aggressive. I don't get why at times he looks like a playmaker that's ready to slash and attack and make nice passes in the lane for a wing player, knock down some threes and all that sort of stuff, but when he's just passive, he doesn't like to do anything. He just catches it, and because he's a ball handler, he holds on to the ball for about four or five seconds, but then because he's not confident or he's not in a rhythm or something, he just holds it and then passes it right off, doesn't create a play, doesn't do anything with it, and when he has this sort of mindset where he's just waiting for other players to do stuff and... I don't know how to describe it because Patrick McCaw is a guy that when he's aggressive, he looks like a guy that deserves those minutes, even if he's not knocking down the shots because he's usually, he's a good passer for a wing guy. He can slash, he can shoot. He does all the things that the intangibles that are, are of a good basketball player. And when he's confident and looking to be aggressive, those all sort of come together. And even if it's not the greatest shooting performance or whatnot, he positively impacts the game. But more times than not, he has games like this where you just don't know what he's doing. You just don't really get what he's thinking out there on the court. The long ball pauses, the lack of a slashing ability. He made one nice drive tonight, didn't look to do it ever again. He's hesitant even on the open threes when he's playing like this. I don't even want to call it inconsistency because we look at guys that have been inconsistent for the Raptors, Norman Powell throughout his career. At least he does the same things when he's inconsistent. He does it differently in the sense that he's usually more rushed when he's playing bad and he used to, used to force things. But you know Norman Powell would shoot his open threes and look to slash and dunk and go to the rim at full force, whether he's having a good Norman Powell game or a bad Norman Powell game. He's been really good this season, pretty well throughout the whole time. Or OG Ananobi. He's, he's a guy that's going to take his open threes. He's going to try and do those pure body strength attacks. I don't know how to describe OG's attacks, but those awkward takes, whether he's confident or not, it's just the, the confidence, the consistency. When he's having a good OG game, usually they work out better. And that that's what I consider inconsistency. But Patrick McCaw completely changes his play style night in, night out. And when we're not getting a good McCaw game, he just looks horrid. That's that's my only way to describe it. I, I like his game when he's confident and flowing and plays like that big wing ball handler that we're, we're used to. Maybe Nurse not putting him in the right positions. That could be a thing, but I don't know, man. He's giving him all the run. He's giving him all the leash, and man, we're going to have to stop seeing these types of games from McCaw if he's going to continue to get this run, and especially when the games matter in the playoffs and all that. But let me know what you guys think of McCaw. We're 11 minutes in. There's a lot of stuff we have to talk about in the segments, and we're bringing it back for tonight. OG listeners of the, the Raptors Digest podcast, remember this one, the DeGoat play of the day. And it, it sucks that he's on the other team to, to throw this out there, but no one deserves it more. It's worth bringing it back. That dunk that DeMar DeRozan had on Chris Boucher, my God, my goodness gracious, that was insane. I was thinking after that one, Boucher's career is over and to his credit, he, he did dunk the next possession, but Nick Nurse knew yeah, we got to sub Boucher out. He, he never got back on the floor after he came back with a dunk himself because that was absolutely ridiculous. DeMar just rose up, and Boucher's a shot blocker, and he tried to send that one back. Show He's got some, some skills at that blocking the shots, but DeMar was having none of it. Threw it down over his head top, but that wasn't even... The, the dunk itself wasn't the big thing. It was... 
They ended up falling, and DeMar almost like WWE kind of twisted him over, suplexed him on the ground, and then stared him down as he got back up. It was just ridiculous. DeMar DeRozan with the gauche play of the day, that was that was up there in DeMar's career dunks, in my opinion. I'm going to have to watch it a few more times, but that was just, I, I was speechless after that one. But that play sparked a massive run for the San Antonio Spurs. He ended up getting a technical after that play as well, but... The Raptors, I think, were up by 17, and yeah, the Spurs just were on fire, led by DeMar DeRozan after that possession happened. They caught fire and were up by 9, I believe, at one point, and then we'll get swing into the nicer, more friendly Raptors uh, segment, the spicy P-Lay of the day, and it's going to Lowry with a big 3, Norman Powell with a big 3, and then closed off by Sergi Baca with a massive 3. That ended up bringing back the game, was, was tied after that point. It looked like the Raptors were completely out of it. They they couldn't hit a shot when the Spurs were on that run. That was sparked by the DeMar dunk. But, yeah, the, the Raptors then hit a few threes down the stretch of this one, tied it up. It looked like they had the momentum, and then they, they kept playing defense. They kept making moves, and the, the Spurs, I believe, came back down and scored. And then we're going to swing into the, the OG's play of the day. We have an unorthodox uh, segue into the segments here, but the OG's play of the day. And it's probably the reason most people are, are down on Siakam. He ended up missing a free throw at the end. He split a free a set of free throws. And his free throw shooting has been amazing all year. And then the big shot that, that people are rotted about. The Raptors ended up being down by two with, I believe, eight seconds to go. There wasn't much time left on the clock. It was under the shot clock. And Nick Nurse drew up a beautiful play to get uh, Pascal Siakam a beautiful post up on the left block. Made us a couple new nice moves, made a spin, got a completely open layup, and just rimmed out. Just flew out from the from the rim, completely open. Real real tough, real tough to see. Made me say oh geez at the end of this one. And then Lowry gave us some hope with a with a timeout and then a trans felt like a transition three. The Raptors fouled, and then we're only down by one when they fouled the Marcus Aldridge. He bricked both free throws, and then Siakam couldn't ice the game with a game winner but definitely those plays made me say oh geez but as I started the podcast with Siakam he'll be fine he started he's coming back from like a month of injuries so he'll he'll be good and finally the infamous the one the only Damari Carroll gold star award tonight if I didn't give Patrick McCaw a big rant earlier in this one he would have probably gotten it but because I did, I'll have to assign it to another one, and it's going to Marco Bellinelli for the San Antonio Spurs, and this guy kills me. He absolutely kills me. Whenever I see him being productive on any team he's on, win a championship, anything like that, it just rots me. He was actually supposed to be the starter over DeMar DeRozan on DeMar's rookie year, and he was just hot garbage for the Toronto Raptors. Couldn't hit a shot. It was it was a brutal watch to watch for me as a kid. Marco Bellinelli missing everything, and then he, he leaves after one year, goes on to have a really productive career. Now, on the San Antonio Spurs, I feel like he's ancient, he's a fossil, he's been in the league forever, and decides to hit a clutch three-pointer against the Toronto Raptors in this one to, to rip our hearts out. That's that's just getting, that deserves the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. We're bringing back all the memories of his poor seasons, and now, when he's looking like a, I don't know how to describe what he looks like now. He's super out of shape. He looks like just a circle out there with weird drawings on his arm. Looks like a, someone took a pen or something and drew on his tattoos. Uh, he he came out and hit an icy three. I don't know. I Marco Bellinelli is one of my most frustrating players in the league just for how trash he was with the Raptors and how good he's been since. So he's getting the gold star for me tonight. Anyways, 
I've rambled about this game t- too much. DeMar DeRozan, I guess he deserves it. He deserves a, a retribution game against the Raptors, especially what Kawhi and Lowry did to him last season when they stole the ball him in the, the clutch of a game. So the Raptors will be fine. We got everyone back from injury. The offense actually looked a lot better tonight, especially when we had our regular rotations out there. Hopefully those rotations get a bit fixed up as we go forward. And yeah, you're the best rank this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. I'm signing off. Cheers.